Welcome to another episode of The Inquisitive Analyst. I'm your host, Marcus Udekang. It's the show where we chat with business analysts and project managers about their challenges and triumphs, their ideas, and their contribution to their field. It's inspiring, it's beat, it's upbeat, it's exciting, but most of all, it's inquisitive. So my guest today started out as a business operations professional. She moved into a business analyst role, then to a business manager, director of, market, uh, of market, marketing operations, and eventually into, she pivoted her role into a vice president of business operations. So she has quite a wide experience across multiple domains. As well, she's got a background in Salesforce Sales Cloud, and she spent many years working with Conga Composer and DocuSign. She really enjoys creating scalable, optimized solutions and implementing processes. So please help me welcome to today's show, Vanessa Grant. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi. Hello. And thanks for joining us all the way from sunny LA. Beautiful, it's perfect lighting, natural lighting, it's great. Oh, you're lucky, it's not as cold <laughs> as here in Calgary, Canada. All right, so Vanessa, let's start off. Often we hear about business analysts being generalists and some BAs are specialists like Salesforce BAs. So let's chat a bit about Salesforce. What is Salesforce? What is it all about? Well, Salesforce is, uh, uh, if you go onto the website, the number one Salesforce, uh, you know, it's it's a customer relationship management software. So CRM, um, it's the number one in the world, um, but the gist is basically that it it is supposed to be the source of truth for your customers. So um, all the information in regards to your customer, whether it's their contracts, uh, any marketing campaigns, sales efforts towards that customer, um, orders that they've placed, the idea is that you can use Salesforce really to gather all that information. And that way, anybody who, who is customer facing would be able to look up that customer and see the history of your company with that customer. Um, Salesforce is also a platform. So similar to like, you know, your iPhone, you can go to the app store. Salesforce has the app exchange and there are a lot of companies like Congo or DocuSign that build Salesforce apps so that you can add them on. You know, some, some of them are free or some of them are for a cost. But the idea is that you can really solve a lot of business problems using a platform like Salesforce. It's very, uh, it's very flexible. It's very customizable. There are many, many ways to skin, to skin the cat, you know, as far as coming up with a solution to your business problems. And that's why so many companies end up using it. I think I heard something that like 80% of the top of the fortune top 100 companies were using Salesforce now, which is remarkable. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, that's really amazing. So what, what, is Conga Composer and DocuSign? What are those? Uh, so I started going into uh, Conga Composer and DocuSign. Conga and DocuSign are, are similar companies. They have similar offerings. So they both do e-signature. Um, Conga Composer uh, also competes with DocuSign Gen. They, they do document generation. So let's say you want to put together a contract or an NDA or something um, using Salesforce data and you wanna keep the information in Salesforce the whole time, you can generate a document from Salesforce, or if you wanna generate a quote or whatever it is, it's, it's basically document generation. Um, Conga and DocuSign also have uh, contract management uh, uh, tools. Um, and there's a whole bunch of offerings like forms and they, they actually have a whole suite of tools that are, are very focused on contracts and, and documents specifically and the data and how it interacts with Salesforce. But DocuSign, the difference is that DocuSign is also 
you, you can also use it um, separate from Salesforce. Okay. So they, they, like you mentioned that they relate to Salesforce in the sense that they're kind of plugins, they're plugins that you are, or apps that you install in Salesforce. Okay. So it's sort yep. of an, an extension of Salesforce in a sense. Yes. Conga specializes in just Salesforce. So you can't use Conga really mm -hmm. for the most part outside of Salesforce, um, they, they, except for their contract management tool. DocuSign, I think, more started outside of Salesforce and then later on added offerings so that you could use it within mm -hmm. Salesforce. Okay, cool. So this, this brings us to the next question. Inquiring minds want to know, what is a Salesforce business analyst? So like I, like I said, you can solve an incredible number of business problems with Salesforce. And so I think the, the market has really opened up for the Salesforce BA to, to really play that BA role, you know, being the bridge between uh, the technical side of things, so the developers and the business side of things. Um, a lot of times, you know, you do have to kind of translate what the business requirements are um, and be able to, to gather those business requirements. A lot of times with Salesforce, so Salesforce, because it is such a complicated platform, um, I think a lot of times uh, what ends up happening is companies will maybe implement a solution and it didn't go right, or maybe they've accumulated some technical debt because they didn't have the proper governance with their Salesforce. Um, so they, they, they need to re redo things or, or they need a new solution. Um, or maybe they're even implementing a new Salesforce add-on. So maybe they're implementing Conga or maybe they're implementing Marketing Cloud, which is a Salesforce product. And so a lot of times they'll bring in a Salesforce BA to really help gather those requirements and work with the dev team and really be part of the dev team. Hopefully, you know, they're doing agile um, where, where they come up with the solutions and make sure that the solutions meet those requirements. Um, they also help to, to confirm that what was developed meets the requirements and that also that the user experience at the end is, is smooth. Um, and then a lot of times, you know, BAs will also, if they're working on Salesforce projects, they'll work on training, documentation, UAT. And I know there's, because I would say BAs are a bit newer in the Salesforce system. I mean, you have to imagine Salesforce has really only kind of been a big deal for, ah, I don't know, I guess it's, I want to say like maybe 15 years, not even. Um, so it, it is kind of a, an emerging field. So I, I'm just gonna side, I'll, I'll sidetrack a little bit on, okay. on how I think things have evolved with, with Salesforce as far as companies are concerned, where um, when, when companies initially started adopting Salesforce, you know, kind of in the you know, 2010s or late 2000s, um, there weren't a ton of best practices. So there wasn't a whole lot of talk of governance or how you should be running Salesforce. And Salesforce is not one of those, those things that you can just install and, and it's done. Like it's customizable and it's software that you need to evolve as your business evolves. If you wanna use it effectively, you need to always be on top of, besides what, what the new things that Salesforce is coming out with, you also need to be on top of how your business is changing and how that should be reflected in Salesforce. And so um, as businesses have evolved Salesforce, um, what, what we were finding is that when initially when companies were first implementing, admins were very, very in demand. How do, I need somebody who's gonna run this thing. I need somebody to do the password resets and to, to help me evolve this. Um, but now that 
Salesforce has expanded. So it's not just focused on sales. I mean, you do marketing, you can do service. There's a number of things that you can do once so you can run your whole business on Salesforce at this point. Um, the demand has shifted really to not just needing an admin, but needing a BA on staff so that you can efficiently evolve your Salesforce. So there's a lot of companies that internally will keep a BA on staff so that any new project that comes up, the BA is always the first one who's going to partner with the business to, to figure out, you know, what the next steps are. And then as far as, you know, a lot, a lot of projects that uh, consulting partners will take on, consulting partners always have BAs on staff. Um, sometimes BAs might do some development, sometimes they might do some analytics, sometimes they might do even do some admin uh, configuration. It, it, it really depends, but right now, because it's still so newish, um, I can't say that there's like, this is what a BA is, and, and that's, that's what you're gonna see in every job posting. It's still kind of, up in the air and I think it you know a lot of it is the the responsibility of the person that would be applying to the job to find the right fit but when you find the right fit you're like oh this is it perfect cool awesome now there's are there there what are the different flavors of Salesforce business analysts out there yeah I think I think with Salesforce BAs um yeah like I said you could you can be really technical um, or really analytical, or even on like some enterprise level projects. Like I was just on a project that lasted over a year and we had three BAs on staff and I just didn't have the time to also configure, you know, every business requirement I gathered. Um, I needed to spend my time just speaking, I, I mean, meeting after meeting after meeting, writing after writing after writing, you know, writing all those user stories. And that's where I spent my time. And uh, it's, it can really run the gamut as far as um, as how technical you need to be. Um, so yeah, I would say flavors. Uh, yeah, Devi ones, configury ones, analytical ones, and then I think there's also because there is so much that can be offered as far as business solutions go with Salesforce. Um, you can have BAs that really focus on specific areas of Salesforce. So. Uh, for example, I focus on a lot of Conga and DocuSign projects because those are the projects that, that I enjoy. Um, I'm, I've done some contract management in my past, and so I like focusing on projects that help businesses optimize their, their contracts and their sales cycle. Um, there are other BAs that might just focus on service cloud or marketing cloud or field service. Um, I, I think it's as much as I would love to say, you know, back in 2010, you could probably say, I know everything there is to know about Salesforce. Like anybody that says that today is lying. Like you can be like maybe a sale, like a Salesforce generalist and kind of like get the gist of all the offerings, but there's no way that you know everything about Salesforce in this day and age. It's just, it, it, it's, it's too much. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, it's good. Well, it's good. It, it means there's a lot more opportunities out there. So you, you mentioned Salesforce Sales Cloud. What's Salesforce Sales Cloud all about? So Salesforce Sales Cloud is, um, the, it, it really focuses on the, the sales cycle. So from, you know, lead to uh, converting to an account, um, the contacts that are related to that account. So, you know, Marcus works at 
at this company um, and, and he's the person I would speak to for this thing. Um, any contact that I would have with Marcus, I would track down, you know, I would log my calls, log my emails, um, and then taking it from account to opportunity. So if let's say Marcus is gonna buy something, I might generate an opportunity. Um, maybe I would put together a quote, so there might be a quote record attached to it so we could see what I offered you. If you bought, then maybe there would be a contract record. Uh, if you were part of a marketing campaign, I might have a record attached to, to Marcus saying, oh, Marcus received this email and it converted into this opportunity so that I could see uh, what the return on investment is for the campaigns that I had. So it really focuses on the, I would say the the part of the the, business cycle that that goes really from lead to 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 sale the, the everything in between there post sale you're probably looking at either some custom work or getting some additional salesforce offerings and before lead you're again you're probably looking at either some custom work or going into some other salesforce offerings like pardot or marketing cloud so you're really looking at the entire workflow process from when you get a customer or a potential customer into becoming a customer into making a sale into tracking those sales into doing something with that data. Yeah, okay. that's okay. that's cool. the the gist with sales cloud. Yeah, really focusing on on those processes and trying to optimize them and going in so that if I'm a new salesperson coming into a company, I could look up the people that are, you know, the, the customers that are in, you know, maybe my territory and see what the history is with with the company that I'm working for. So if somebody called them yesterday, I'd be able to see that. If there was, you know, how long they've been a they've been a, a client, how those are all the things that that you really you save a lot of time by by keeping all your history in one spot and, and having it be that source of truth and really having everybody in your organization add to that database to, to so that everybody can get a full view of, of your customer and their history. Source of truth. I like that. Okay. So there's people out there, probably more than likely, they want to become a Salesforce BA. What types of certifications are available for that? So uh, as 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 much as I am, I'm, I'm a big fan of the CBAP. I'm I'm still working towards mine myself. Um, I I really think that the to to be a Salesforce business analyst, I'm not saying it's impossible without this, um, especially if you have some previous experience as a BA. Um, but I do feel like the the most important certification to get would be your Salesforce admin certification. Um, the Salesforce admin certification is really kind of like the, the baseline for any Salesforce career. So whether you want to be an admin, a developer, an architect, a BA, um, it's all to understand the, the, the basics of how the platform works, um, I think is, is very important. Um, and if, as far as being a BA, I think having that admin certification will help you ask better questions. Uh, a lot of times, once you know how the platform works, you can, you don't necessarily tell them how to use it, but if something looks a little different than how you've seen a lot of companies solve a problem, you know, you can go, oh, well, so why do you do it that way? Um, is there a reason why you didn't do it this way? <laughs> Um, or that you don't use this object or you don't use this function. And sometimes it's just that they don't know, but you being, you knowing can help you not only ask those better questions, but also help come up with solutions as well. I always think of the BA as 
really, you know, being part of that dev team. Yes, you can just, you know, collect the requirements and pass them off to the dev team, but I think better solutions come out um, when you have a partnership with your, with your dev team and you can really be the advocate for the business users. Um, and I mean, almost kind of give them a seat at the table and say, well, you know, this is, this is what the business needs and let's, let's work together devs and think of, you know, let's brainstorm a little bit. Think of those different solutions, because again, you, you can solve a business problem in a, in a number of ways using Salesforce. I mean, that's the whole point of it being a platform. So really coming up with an elegant solution that does meet all the business requirements is, I mean, that's, that's the exciting part. Cool. That's awesome. So I, I, I now I've taken my, my Salesforce admin or I'm studying toward it. How do I immerse myself uh, in the Salesforce community? How, how can one immerse themselves in the Salesforce community and become part and parcel of it as they're working their way into, into a, a Salesforce type of job? Oh, I've been, uh, I've been deep in the Salesforce community in the last couple of years. And you know what? May everybody out there learn from my mistakes. I've been doing Salesforce projects since 2010. You know, when I was a VP of business ops, I was still overseeing Salesforce for the company that I was working with. And I didn't get my certifications because I was like, ah, oh, Salesforce landed on my lap. You know, why do I need to get my certification? I know what I'm doing. Um, I, I, I didn't keep up with the Salesforce community. And, and I think that ultimately hurt me a lot um, where when I decided to pivot my career into being a Salesforce business analyst, um, I, I, I had a lot of catching up to do. Um, besides certifications, just rounding out my knowledge and keeping up. Again, Salesforce has releases three times a year. They offer new features and being on top of all that stuff and what's going on with the community is so helpful in this, in this career. And even if you're a Salesforce BA that's internal to a company, keeping up with those releases, you can proactively go, hey, Salesforce is coming up with this cool thing. Like maybe this is something that I can, I know my users, maybe this is something that I could help them. Let me bring it up during the next governance meeting or something like that. Um, but uh, as far as getting into the community, which now I'm fully immersed, so I can, I feel like I can speak intelligently about this. Um, so Salesforce has this concept called Ohana where the entire Salesforce community is, I think special in this way where it, it really is a sense that everybody should support everybody. Um, really, so many folks are so generous with their time and uh, their knowledge. Um, and there's a number of ways to, to access these people. Um, the first one obviously would be the Trailblazer community. So if you look at the Salesforce Trailblazer community, there's a whole message board. There's even a, a section for Salesforce business analysts. So if you wanna speak to some of the most prominent Salesforce business analysts. I mean, I wouldn't call myself one, but I'm on there too. You know, if you want to, if you want to catch me there. But um, you know, folks start talking about how they can get positions. Um, they talk about different problems that they have, and there are actually um, some folks that uh, even have blogs or or write about Salesforce business analysis specifically, and will post their their uh, their articles. Um, so the Trailblazer community for sure. Um, I think. Uh, going uh, on LinkedIn and connecting with, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I should call them like Salesforce influencers, but Salesforce has a program called the MVP program. And they also have what they call Salesforce champions. And so these are people that are nominated by the community as being 
you know, the most generous with their time for the, you know, and, and, and knowledge with the community. And so I think even just going on LinkedIn and looking up things like Salesforce MVP or Salesforce champion, and even connecting with these folks um, is a great way to, to, to get information about Salesforce. And, and a lot of them are very supportive of folks that are new to the Salesforce community. Um, it's also a great way to find out about events. So there's things like Salesforce Saturdays and there's user groups. And even if you go onto Salesforce, you can find uh, on their website, a whole calendar of events. So join a user group, you know, ask questions. A lot of them are virtual now. So you can, you can join the event in, in Austin, Texas, even if you live in Canada. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there, I guess that's, I mean, not that that's like a positive of the pandemic, but you know, hey, maybe it's a little positive. You can attend all the user groups now. Um, it just seems like there's uh, an event going on. I mean, I, gosh, my calendar is full of events right now, but it's, it's great. I'm always learning. And it's, I, I think it's attending these types of events besides being able to connect and network with folks that are prominent in the community is also a really good way to figure out what projects you want to work on. Because like I said, there's a lot of different projects that you can solve using Salesforce. And like I said, I like doing contract stuff. Why I like doing contract stuff, I don't know, but it's my niche. Um, and if you attend enough of these events, you know, maybe you go, hey, now I'd really like to work on a, on a CPQ project or a marketing project and, and connect with those folks. Because there are, even in the Salesforce champions program, there's marketing champions, there's uh, analytics champions and platform champions. So it, there's all sorts of even flavors of Salesforce uh, champions. So. Yeah, I think those are the, the main ways. Oh, also, I can't, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't mention Clubhouse. Have you been on Clubhouse yet, Marcus? I have not been, no. I, I have never heard of Have Clubhouse, you been on Clubhouse actually. yet? No, no, I haven't. You're kidding. I have not been on Clubhouse. Oh, it's the no. new thing. Um, so, so Clubhouse is uh, this app. It's only on iPhones right now. I'll send you an invite if you have an iPhone. All right. But, I, don't, uh, I don't have an iPhone, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Um, so it's it's almost kind of like a radio talk show type format where people can open up rooms and uh, just start talking about subjects. So a lot of Salesforce MVPs and even some recruiters have uh, have been starting rooms on Clubhouse to... Uh, to really discuss it. And because it's so early in Clubhouse, you know, only a few people have really started adopting it. It's a really good way to access these high profile Salesforce people in a really intimate setting. And because there's no, there's no PowerPoint presentations, there's no, nobody sharing their screen. There's no, you know, kind of that whole webinar thing. Like it feels a lot more intimate. Um, and so, and, and casual and, people are, are, are really open on Clubhouse. I, I've, I've, uh, I've loved it. And, and a lot of folks uh, in the Salesforce world are starting clubs and having weekly talks. And, and I think that's another great way to just kind of, in a more casual environment, just, just talk to folks that are, that are in the ecosystem. Cool. Yeah, it's all about getting in that ecosystem and, and staying in it and talking to people who really know. I mean, yeah, and you'd be surprised. Some of these guys, like you said, the MVPs or the champions, it's surprising how how much time some of these guys are willing and gals willing to devote to, to people who are up and coming. You know, don't worry, I'll give you a hand. Don't worry, give. You, I mean, of course, you don't want to abuse that privilege of 
of them giving you information. But uh, but yeah, just those small little tidbits of handout here and there, and you, you can grow much, much faster, I think. Anyway, that's my opinion. So. Yeah, and actually, um, so uh, there's also, so one last one I'd be, uh, I, I definitely want to mention too is on Facebook, because I know a lot of people have Facebook, the Salesforce for Everyone group um, that's run by Bradley Rice is actually also excellent for, for as we call them, freshers. Uh, you know, folks that are new to the community and just want to learn a little bit more um, about what Salesforce careers are all about. Cool. Well, that's awesome. So you're, you're, if one's transitioning, you're going from a general BA role, right? You're going to moving into that Salesforce BA role. And, uh, you know, one's sort of entering Salesforce BA for the first time. So your recommended pathway to the role, like you mentioned, just start off with that Salesforce admin certification. And we talked about joining these groups like MVP and Champion and Clubhouse and what have you. Uh, anything else? We anything else that a beginner should know? I think when you're when you already have an established BA career, um, you have to accentuate the positive. Um, you have a ton of experience then that's really relevant to to these types of roles and. I don't even know that you necessarily need that certification before you could even apply to the roles. While I think certifications would certainly help, um, I think if you come to the table already with a, an established BA skill set, and let's say you've already started going on, I, I don't know if I mentioned Trailhead, but Salesforce has a, has an amazing uh, has an amazing almost like free free training uh, like over a thousand modules that you can take but it, they have a, a trailhead called um how to how to prepare for your admin certification mm. um and i think that's even just getting started on that and getting an idea of, of how salesforce works um as long as you can as long as you can apply to jobs and and really bring forth the the fact that i've worked with with businesses before I understand certain business processes and so yes I might not I might not know exactly how to implement this um, but I do understand the process like the back of my hand and can help a business translate requirements and I can work with the dev team to to help um, solution them um, and and see if the if if what is developed does actually solve the problem I think that's great. I mean, there are so many consulting companies. Honestly, there are a lot of consulting companies that will end up running very lean. And so a lot of times they'll get the project before they even have the team established. And if you have some expertise, like let's say you, you've worked at a, in a certain industry or you've worked on a certain business problem before, a lot of times it's even just finding, you know, a, a, a consulting partner or, or or someone that has a project and they need a BA that that can that they can maybe in the next couple of weeks put you in front of their client and not and not be embarrassed. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um, so while in this BA space in Salesforce, I think you're going to end up with a lot of admins that are trying to kind of expand the other direction, you know, and and uh, work on their business analysis muscles. I think coming from the other direction it's it's just a matter of accentuating that you bring a lot to the table even even though you might not know all the technical ins and outs you know where where all the buttons are to 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 make something happen but that you really have a thorough understanding of of, of business um and you can bring that to the table you know how to 
illicit requirements, you know how to speak to developers, and you can still get that certification even partway through. I worked with an amazing VA on my last project. She had just been a Salesforce user in a previous job, had never actually done business analysis for a Salesforce project before. Within six months, she had her admin certification, but she's killing it on, on this project. She's amazing. Oh, cool. So it's there there's a there's a number of different ways to get in for sure um but uh but yeah having that having that baseline where you're warm and and approachable and and can elicit those requirements and be comfortable in a room full of strangers and getting them to tell you all the things that are going wrong with their job that's uh that's 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 a skill in and of itself that's important to to showcase that's awesome yeah that's kind of how it happened with me i was hired to take care of a document management system and literally four or five months into hey marcus you know salesforce no what's that well go learn it because you got so for the next three and a half years that's all i did was salesforce and i you know i just picked it up over time and of course i never the next job i didn't i went to was not a salesforce va job so i didn't bother continuing with the admin but looking back i probably should have you know it probably would have been good okay so it's never too late, Marcus. It's never too late. I should do it. You're the, right. The, the demand should. is there. We need you. Yeah, I, should, I probably should get back to the books. That's true. All right. So uh, before we before we uh, tune off here, I just got a couple more questions for you. What are a few avenues for applying for Salesforce BA jobs? Someone's looking for a Salesforce BA job. Where do they go to look? Do they go to Indeed? Are there other places? Are there spaces places specific for Salesforce jobs? I think it's all about LinkedIn. Uh, I will say when I made my pivot into Salesforce business analysis, um, the single biggest thing that that changed, you know, me getting calls back uh, or, you know, crickets was uh, really putting a lot of effort into my LinkedIn. Um, there are a lot of Salesforce recruiters out there. Um, I think because finding a Salesforce business analyst is still kind of a new thing that a lot of companies to, to get it right will use a Salesforce recruiter or a technical recruiter to, to really find the, the right fit. Um, and so having a solid LinkedIn, you know, make sure that it's really clear that you want to be a Salesforce BA. And there's a number of things that you can do on LinkedIn to be found. Um, so obviously you want to showcase whatever certifications you have. I think when you're posting, uh, you know, writing about uh, previous positions that you've had, focus on the things that you did that you can translate into Salesforce BA work. Um, you wanna have a good profile photo. You wanna also connect with other people that are in the ecosystem. So for example, if I'm a Salesforce recruiter, um, you know, I, I'm gonna call you if I see that we have 20 mutual connections and our mutual connections might just be all, all the other Salesforce MVPs or Salesforce champions or Salesforce LinkedIn influencers, um, but connect with people. Make sure that that you're top of, top of mind. Connect with the recruiters. You know, do a search on LinkedIn for Salesforce recruiter. There's certainly a number of them. You know, you got Christopher Hopper, you know, Josh Matthews, um, and even there are even specific Salesforce recruitment companies. So you've got Mason Frank, um, you've got uh, you know Stop May. Uh, Elsden is is doing a lot of Salesforce recruiting. You know, click on those people. You know, see, see see what they're up to. Follow their posts. Comment on their posts. Um, you want to be active, and uh, you, you want to get those connections. I think 500 and up is important for for LinkedIn. And eventually, they're going to find you. 
And I think that's kind of the, the route that I've been most successful in. I, I, you know what, since I've started my Salesforce BA journey, I can't say that uh, me applying to jobs has really done a whole lot for me. It's been focusing on the community aspects and focusing on my LinkedIn and then being found. Okay, yeah, I, I did hear of Mason Frank back, back in the day when I was doing Salesforce and I went to one of those Salesforce conferences in San Francisco guess what, Mason Frank was there. So a lot of these recruiters do show up at these conventions or conferences as well, which, which helps a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and you know what, a lot of uh, Salesforce partners as well, um, will have recruiters uh, on, on LinkedIn as well. So um, you can actually, I, I think if you go into the Salesforce app exchange, you can actually look up Salesforce partners. So if there are certain projects that you wanna work on, um, so again, if you want to work on marketing cloud projects or service cloud or whatever business, or you want to work with nonprofits or education, government, whatever, Salesforce can solve everything. But once you have an idea of the, the type of areas that you think that you can um, really provide the most value on day one, I think you can look up those partners and then just look them up on LinkedIn, start connecting with those folks and say, hey, do you guys have any openings for, for BA roles? Um, what what do I need to be doing now? Here's something I did actually. Um, I I really uh, have been interested in working in CPQ projects, and so I found a recruiting company that uh, really specialized in CPQ projects. I just connected with a guy who does recruiting for them, and I said, "Hey, listen, I'm not looking for a job right now, but what do I need to be doing now so that I so I will be the right person for you to hire? Let's say a year or two from." And they're happy to get on the phone with you. Again, it's part of that whole Ohana thing. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll get on the phone with you for a half an hour and say, okay, we need to work on this certification. You need to do this. Talk to people. I, I think it's, it's so great, the, the warmth and openness of, of so many people in the community. Yeah, I know that's true, actually. It's amazing. I'm on LinkedIn. I get people calling me all the time. And I'm like, you know, I just, sometimes you just, you can't get back to them. You know, it's just it's too many people. But yeah, I know what you mean. They're definitely. Okay, so in closing, People want to get in touch with you. How can anyone in the audience get in touch with you if they want to? Uh, well, LinkedIn is always a, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. At least I like to think so. If I'm not, then I'm doing something wrong. But uh, you could probably look up Vanessa Grant Salesforce and I'm sure I'll, I'll pop up pretty high up. Um, otherwise, my, my LinkedIn name is real Vanessa Grant. Um, you can find me on Clubhouse as Vanessa Grant. Um, so if you want to get in on some uh, Salesforce uh, rooms on Clubhouse, for sure, follow me on, on Clubhouse. Um, and, you know, I'm always happy to chat with, with folks that are on the BA side um, or on the Salesforce side that might be interested in, in becoming Salesforce BAs. Uh, so anybody that wants to email me at realvanessagrant at gmail.com, I'm happy to, to chat with anybody. I'm, like I said, I'm not like an influencer or a MVP, but, you know, I, I love helping people. And I, I, I guess I've been in the the Salesforce space for, you know, I've been here for over a decade now. So I've seen a thing or two and, you know, if I can help, then, then I, then I'm happy to, I'm not so popular yet that, uh, that, that my calendar is booked up. So, uh, you know, feel free to, for, to email if you need. All right. Sounds great. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Vanessa. It's been fabulous talking to you. A lot of insight into Salesforce. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want to, who are thinking about getting into it or going further in their Salesforce career. So it's been fantastic. Thank you very much. And thank you, Marcus. It's so great talking to you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Take care.